0: Hi, so on this episode of Vulnerable, I get to chat with Drew Afualo. She is an iconic influencer on TikTok who I religiously follow and love. And I was so excited that she could visit with me today. And we get to discuss her journey with feminism and her uh, role in the social media world and just her legacy and all the things that she's trying to manifest. And I'm really, really looking forward to you hearing from Drew. I'm Christy Carlson Romano, and this is The Vulnerable Podcast. We're back. Oh, my goodness. I am back in studio, and my first guest that I have is one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, stop. She is. Honestly, you are. And I get to fangirl over (laughs) here in person with her. And oh, man, am I excited. So, Drew, you're here. Thank you for coming.
1: Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. The Honorable (laughs) Ren Stevens in the house, ladies and gentlemen. That's I'm an right. OG fan. That's right. Are you really? Yes,
0: absolutely. You're kidding me.
1: I was, I was eating it up when no. you are on when you were on Disney Channel. Being Kim Possible, I was eating it are up. How old you?
0: I'm 27. Okay, so you—I guess you were—you were—you were grown, yeah. and you're a middle child. Yes, I am. So you had an older sibling, maybe that was watching it too.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: That's, there, she is over there. You see, <laughs> we got the family here today, yes. and I'm super excited to meet everybody. <laughs> and you also have, with your sister, you have a podcast.
1: Yes, called Two Idiot Girls, which is very exciting, and we're going on tour in January. Ooh so la la. super, super fun year. Ahead of us.
0: Wow. And you are so busy right now. Yeah. Like um, you were just talking about how you were like not really going to go to New York for Fashion Week. Yeah. Because you were in Miami.
1: Yeah. I was in I was in Orlando. I wish I was in Miami.
0: <laughs> I was in
1: Orlando. It's a bit different. I was getting beaten down by the humidity. And the bugs. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> so uh, the weather bugs. is sinful over there. Um, but yeah, I was there and for work stuff. And then I kind of turned it into a family vacay, which was nice. And then I went home.
0: Nice. And I
1: did not go to Fashion Week, but I'm sure it was fun.
0: Wait, hold on. Did you go to Disneyland or Disney World? Yes, I did for the first time. I would much rather go to Disney World. That's what I'm saying. Than New York Fashion Week.
1: A proud Disney adult. Rise up. They can't stop all of us. They can't.
0: <laughs> they can't kill us all. <laughs> Because I am one too. Yeah. Knuckles. Knuckles Love for the Disney and
1: Love that pursuit. How for many Loungeafly purses do you? <laughs> I actually don't have those. I haven't crossed that threshold. Listen just yet. at
0: Loungeafly, you better hook my girl Drew up, please. Because they holler <laughs> at me. They have a Kim Possible limited edition one. Look at that. Now they have all these really cool like Hocus Pocus ones that are like oh, glow in the dark. So Love. if you're in the park at night, it, like, glows. I'm still stunting. Hokey stuff. I Love stuff. that. But if you're a Disney adult, you're with it.
1: <laughs> I'm with it. There you go. Sign me up.
0: <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Drew and I have connected over TikTok, but, like, yes. now it's real. Now we're here sitting on the other side of the table, and it's not just our digits, <laughs> like, crushing on each other. Um, I started seeing Drew's content, and I can't even tell you how impactful it was for me Thank you. to see a woman speak her mind like that in a way that was just, like fearless of what anybody has to say and then of course came the hate right yeah as it does tend to do and naturally um i would ju- I, let's let's start from the beginning of like you drew your point of view yeah. um and then coming into tiktok because there's a lot before that
1: yeah well for me i started in media so i graduated from college in 2017 i have two degrees in journalism and communication, so. My emphasis was in sports journalism, so mm-hmm. I really wanted to be an on-air sports reporter. Mm-hmm. My dad's a former NFL player, and my brother plays football. My boyfriend plays football. That was just something like I felt like a natural progression to sure. me. Sure,
0: interesting. To
1: go into professional sports, specifically football. I wanted to work for like
0: the NFL. Do you like watching football?
1: Yeah, I love watching football. Who's your, so who's your team? I don't have a team. Oh, I know that's controversial no. to say. My My mom's a big 49er <laughs> fan, so okay. like I guess I can claim them. But yeah. I don't really have a favorite. I just enjoy watching. And so. your dad? What? What team was he on? He played for the Arizona Cardinals. Okay. Yeah. So it was just felt something like I wanted to do because it felt like it would be fun for me. Like I had always wanted to be in entertainment of some sort. I just sure. thought sports was going to be my vehicle. Yeah. So right after college, um, you know, shocker, your parents are right. It's really hard to get a job when you graduate. <laughs> Uh, so at that
0: time yeah
1: so I took uh, a job in PR and worked in that job for a long time loved that job because I loved my team um, but it wasn't my passion so mm-hmm. I was kind of just waiting sending out resumes reels all the time mm-hmm. and then uh, I got a call from I worked for the NFL so like I got picked out of a resume pile Yeah. worked with them I did like six run in- interviews I got passed around to a couple different desks and then I finally got hired okay When I got hired with them, that was in 2019. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this is it for me. Like, my life is going to take off. Like, I'm so excited. I was like, this is what I've been waiting for. And I didn't have an in. So it felt more like I earned it because Mm -hmm. I got picked. Mm -hmm. Um, And that was just super not the case (laughs) when I had that job. Like, What was it? I think I was just, I thought it was going to be one thing. And it Mm -hmm. was something completely different. I thought it was going to be... An environment where creativity is fostered, where diversity is important, where like your voice is important and all of your ideas are important. Like Mm -hmm. that's why they hire you is like because they feel like you can bring something to the table. Okay, I just felt very stifled at that job. I felt very pushed down Mm -hmm. and like being who I am, like who I am on TikTok is who I like genuinely am. Mm -hmm. That's not who I was when I was at the NFL because I was trying to play the game. So I was like, you know what, like I'm not going to stand up for myself if someone's I feel like someone's disrespectful to me. I'm just going to not say anything and just mm-hmm. kind of eat it because I want to move up. Like, that's right. what that was my goal. I thought if I played the game, then they would eventually see me as the hard worker I was and, like, employ me in a way I wanted to be employed. Okay. That's not what happened. Um they fired me. So, wait, why? <laughs> yeah. Okay, why uh, they fire you? I I won't get into the okay. nuances of it, but I can say one of the reasons they fired me was they said I couldn't build the following. <laughs> turns out I can. <laughs> turns get out that I'm, laugh. Turns laugh. out I'm pretty good at doing that. So, <laughs> yes you are. Um that was one of the one of the reasons they like let me go, but they blindsided me. So after I left that job, I I had never... I'm a Virgo. Yeah. I don't know how much you love astrology.
0: I love astrology. Yeah, but I'm... a Pisces. Oh, love. Pisces, Aries, cusp. Ooh. Gemini, rising, Taurus, moon.
1: Your brain's all over the place, babe. You cry a lot? Inside. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I cry a lot and burn the building down at the same time. Yes, yes. Um... (laughs) I think that for me, I'm a planner. So, like, I, I have plans for plans for plans. I knew I was going to end up at the NFL. I just didn't know how I was going to get there when okay. I was, like, 17. So, because okay. I'm, like, a manifester yes. and a planner. Okay. So, when that went to shit, I, I truly was, like, what am I going to do? Like, none wow. of my plans had ever not worked out the way I saw them going. Okay. So, I felt almost like my wings were clipped and I didn't know what to do. Okay. So, after that job, I think, after I left that job, I think it was, like, three weeks and then the pandemic hit. And then everyone was at home. And then my boyfriend encouraged me to start posting on TikTok. Cause at that time, TikTok was like really taking off. It had already been huge, but right, right. it was exploding at that time. I think for obvious reasons, everybody's at home. Right. So then I start watching TikToks. I start, you know, digesting them. I found a lot of creators that are now my friends, which is wild to think about now, but that I really loved as content creators. And then. I just like I posted a couple in 2020, nothing mm-hmm. anything remotely close to what I do now. They were kind of just silly things like me telling stories.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Then in 2021 is really when I leaned into it. I think like
0: mm, February, March. What was the one? <laughs> what was the who was the one dude? <laughs> the one that made you go, "Oh, this is my calling."
1: Yeah, I think I think what, how it started was I was telling stories about my own like silly interactions with them. Okay. Like me being like, believe it or not, I was a lot meaner when I was younger. So like I, I had it. no fear when I was younger, like when I was in college. So I would go off the rails immediately, start eating grass, like just being unhinged in public <laughs> because that's just how much I really didn't like when men were disrespectful. But um, as I grew older, can't do that anymore (laughs) I I grew up um so I would just tell stories I was just telling stories about my own unfortunate run-ins with terrible men and Mm -hmm. then I think I posted one video that was like a a prompt like someone said what are some very specific red flags in men and then I had a whole list I had like 15 things on there like I
0: will plan I've been planning for this yeah (laughs) I was like oh I'm so
1: glad you asked um here's 10 of them Mm -hmm. so I did that that was my very first video to ever go viral Mm. when that went viral i got like a ton of people being like this is so funny like how did you know that like blah 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 and then i got a whole lot of hate that's how hate started okay with me and then when i was getting hate i had never experienced anything like that before like any kind of like a mean comment i mean like i've been made fun of but like like for funsies but i had never experienced like vitriolic hate mm. from like strangers on the mm-hmm. internet. Mm-hmm. So at that point I was like, well, if they're gonna make fun of me, I wanna make fun of them. So <laughs> I was unhinged at that point. I was posting like 10, 12 videos a day. Like I was like posting that like every comment I got, I'd go and find what he looked like, I'd screenshot it, I'd put it in a video, I'd make fun of him. And I was way meaner than I am now. <laughs> all those videos are gone now because once the the reins tightened on TikTok, like mm. they took all of them down, so.
0: Oh yeah. They
1: took all of them down, I was too mean.
0: But here's the thing. Um, (laughs) Mean is like a a subjective kind of concept, right? Because what you're doing is a social service, (laughs) in my opinion. It's
1: community service. You're
0: neutering people (laughs) verbally.
1: Against their will, and that's on them. But
0: is it against their will if they're consenting to post this content that is vitriolic in and of itself?
1: Yeah, truly.
0: Um, And also, too, I mean, I think you make a really great point about what community means to TikTok and I mean how do you feel about TikTok as as a whole I mean obviously we're grateful for the platform yeah yeah but the platform is not the community per se no the community
1: is it's like the vehicle more than anything yeah TikTok I I like my thing with TikTok is like I'm always gonna be grateful for t- to TikTok because TikTok is what gave me what I have today. Sure, but um, that's like
0: me with Disney. It's like yeah, exactly. Thank you, Disney, for you know those opportunities. Yeah, and, and
1: even if like if I were to ever have grievances of any kind, like we can fight, but we don't have to break up. Is how I kind of see it. Yeah, they need um, you, man.
0: pay yeah. <laughs> hey, whether they like I, it or not.
1: <laughs> I like I genuinely do love TikTok though. I I think that it has brought it's completely reshaped like, consumerism as a whole, advertising as a whole, like, the whole world of influencing has shifted because of TikTok. So as, as, like, you know, huge and prominent it is, it's also extremely helpful when mm-hmm. it comes to, like, using it as a vehicle. So yeah. for me, like, I got to platform my messaging because of TikTok. So I love TikTok. Obviously, like, if you have issues with TikTok, like I have before, like, my account's been banned four times. Like Why? For the same reason being getting mass reported. Mostly it was just getting mass reported. That's why I got it back because it, I wasn't actually doing anything wrong. Right. I was just getting mass reported. So I lost my account when I was at 400000 I lost my account at 900000 I lost it at right when I hit a mil. And then I lost it again when I hit like 1.2. So like I've lost my account multiple times. Like, when- Do you think
0: there's something to the numbers that them seeing your numbers go up is the reason why they're... They're like, Oh no, she's getting bigger. We gotta
1: <laughs> Um Stop. Her. I don't think I honestly don't think they care about that. I don't think TikTok cares about like like if you're terrible, you're terrible. Like there are dudes who had, like, millions of followers and lost their accounts. Like, they don't mm. care about that. What they care about is the messaging. Like, it's purely, like, the messaging behind it. Like, okay. even if you don't like the way I deliver it, you have to understand that I'm not being a bigot. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm giving someone a raz doesn't mm-hmm. mean I'm actively oppressing them. Like, I think we need, to, we need to distinguish the difference between your, those two things. <laughs> your
0: level of razzing is unlike anything. I mean, look, I'm from a Sicilian family. <laughs> Um, from Connecticut and not mm-hmm. like the bougie part of Connecticut yeah. from like the New Haven, Milford part. Yeah. Okay, so like I'm the youngest of four, so I know about razzing. Yeah. Like they take your insecurities and they <laughs> shove them down your throat and make you gag until you laugh. Yeah. So I've read somewhere that you said that somehow, you know, with, you know, your family, your culture, yeah. your background, sometimes yeah. like being raz is a part of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm someone so we love a good roast. We love to make fun of each other. And when I was growing up, like, believe it or not, I couldn't take a joke for a while, like when I was younger, um, because I'm sensitive. So m- mostly, uh, but there's like, an asterisk. Are you Pisces rising? I'm a Cancer okay. moon. Okay. So that's, that's like my Cancer moon. There's an asterisk next to it, because I do care very deeply for others and how they feel. But the asterisk is like, if I care about them. Ah, if, I don't, so if I don't care about them, women. like, you could drop dead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can fucking drop dead for all I care. Um, But, <laughs> like, my family, I, like, value their opinions so deeply. So, like, when they were just joking with me, it wasn't even anything serious, I would lose it. I'd spin out. I'd be like, you know, what? you guys are so mean to me. And my mom would tell me all the time like you got to learn how to take a joke like Mm -hmm. if you want to be truly funny you got to learn how to take a joke which is true like if you can't laugh at yourself you have no right to laugh at others so I learned how to laugh at myself believe it or not it makes life way easier to navigate when you can learn to take a fucking joke like I don't know how some of these dudes navigate regular life if like me telling you that like your eyes are too close together buckles you like that like give up now like life's too hard (laughs) life's too hard quit literally quit immediately because there's no point in going on um (laughs) but like me (laughs) i can take a joke so that's why for me when these dudes started attacking me because they were upset with what i was saying Mm -hmm. that made me giggle Mm -hmm. so i was like all right i saw it as a game so that's why i started playing the game and i guess they took their ball and went home but they don't like when I play they just like to play by themselves
0: yes they love touching their own balls
1: Um, there you go I mean you said it not me (laughs) but
0: can we talk about your support system which is not just your sister and your mom and of course your dad and stuff but your 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 partner yeah who seems great I mean you guys are still together and everything yeah okay yeah I'm like I need to we just
1: celebrated five years
0: yeah. Oh, that's so, amazing. Yeah. I I've commented on that, and I saw that you com- you know that I've commented, and yeah. I was like, she's out here with Aquaman. Yeah. And he yeah. is so handsome. He seems. I mean, look the 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 coolest thing about him in terms of the way that I see him isn't yeah. that he's so good looking and so cool. Yeah. It's that he's with you. I yeah. Mean, he's so fucking lucky. Yeah.
1: You're telling me. <laughs> Takes a bad bitch to know a bad bitch. You know what I mean? Like. I to love a bad bitch, you have to be a bad bitch.
0: It's true. And that's
1: what I believe. He
0: must be so <laughs> masculine <laughs> and yeah. so in touch with himself. That yeah, he, he doesn't that he probably appreciates yeah. that you can have this opinion.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I got a comment recently actually from a woman, believe it or not. But she <sighs> I said, believe it. She said um, she like had commented on a video I had made about my boyfriend. And she said, I'm happy for you that you're happy. But remember, you got to let him breathe, girl. Like, you got to let him be a man. I've seen way too many girls squander their opportunities with good men, like taking advantage of them or whatever. what the fuck ever she was trying yeah. to say. So and then I responded to him. and I said, respectfully, what the fuck are you on, babe? Like, what are you talking about? Because I, I told them, believe it or not, like, the strength that I have and me being so opinionated and so convicted in my beliefs is one of the things he loves most about me. It's not, it's not like and you know why? <laughs> because he doesn't draw power from pushing me down. Like oppressing me and making me feel smaller than him is not something that in in like tices him. It's not mm-hmm. something that fires him up. Like he loves me because he I don't need him. You know what I mean? So I feel like when women say things like that it's tainted with internalized misogyny mm-hmm. because you think like I think truly emasculating a man I I believe is a is like a farce it's a fallacy like you can't emasculate someone that doesn't draw power from you like mm-hmm. if he's comfortable within his own right like he's not insecure then he doesn't need to pull from your shine. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. that's why that's why he loves me, because I don't need him. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need me. It's vice versa. So like we're equals in that sense. Mm-hmm. So I really fucking hate when they say things like they're like, oh girl, like remember the remember these nuts, bitch, is what I wanna say. <laughs> because like he loved that's why he loves me so much, because I am so strong and independent outside of him. I'm a mm-hmm. whole person with thoughts, beliefs, dreams, loves, hopes, all that things.
0: All those things come with me before I found him. What I found interesting too about your content is how what started as roasts mm-hmm. and like, you know, and they still are there and yeah. some very, like very specific <laughs> and yeah. creative roasts. Yeah. my The veggie Tales one is one of my favorite ones actually. Yeah, you that one was a
1: crowd favorite.
0: Tackling <laughs> in the parking lot of wherever yeah. I was, yeah. Target or something. Yeah. But what I've been realizing recently, and you correct me if I'm wrong, Mm -hmm. um, is that you've been talking more about feminism in a more, like, philosophical sense, Mm -hmm. more ideologically. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's been coming in more. And I love to see it because you are teaching these people that this isn't just you being funny. Yeah. That you're smart. There's a lot of things underneath. This is a layered situation. Absolutely. This content is more than what you think it is. Yeah, well, I think
1: as my platform started to grow, you know, you you feel the weight of the responsibility as it grows, like obviously the right people, like the people who love me, the people who have known me, like who were with me from the jump, they understand that like they got my messaging without me having to say it. Right. Now that I have a much bigger microphone, I feel like it's important I verbalize it sometimes, like, like tangibly say to you like why, stuff like this is harmful like why this kind of rhetoric can be so incredibly it's like it's so like it has a ripple effect in the long run so it's important that I verbalize why you shouldn't listen to things like this don't internalize them because it's part of a master plan which is to continue to oppress you (laughs) like that's like it's to continue to hold you down so that men can continue to step on our backs to be higher up than us. Like that's, that's why I think it's more important as I grew and grew like so quickly, I realized like, well, first of all, I get bored easily. So like if I, I, I I've retired hairline and high jokes because like they bore me now, but like, they're, <laughs> I love sti- when you say that they're still, they're still applicable like, oh. though. <laughs> and I always say too, like I can, I can, I think like in a way that like, you know, like dogs can like smell when something bad's gonna happen or they can see spirits, that's me with height. Like I can literally smell height. Like if I if I can, if I I look <laughs> at a dude in a picture, I could tell you to the inch how tall he is. Interesting. So I got bored. I was like, yeah. okay, you get it. Like if you're short, that's fine. You can't be short and misogynist, so you gotta pick one. Yeah. Pick one, pick one and one only. That's <laughs> part of like literally a law. So I got tired of that because I was like, that's old. So I started changing the things that I say because then I think it's funnier. I think mm-hmm. it, it resonates more, mm-hmm. and then I kind of started focusing more on tangibly talking about the things that matter to me when mm-hmm. it comes to like like breaking down the arguments of what it is they say. I do I've done that from the beginning, but now I think I spend a little bit more time doing it, mm-hmm. just because why not? Well, you because people I mean?
0: are listening to you too. Like yeah. you said it's a bigger it's a bigger microphone, but it's also it's a it's a more willing ear. Yeah, exactly. Like I feel like okay, so I'm 38, mm-hmm. and I come from the girl power era of feminism, yeah. which isn't working out really well now. it's it's, yeah. it's It was not inclusive. It yeah, was exactly. very one-sided. It was very – it had a lot of internalized misogyny. Yeah. That It was a lot of male eye, Victoria's yeah. Secret model. like All that stuff is getting sort of uncovered and, and yeah. understood and unpacked yeah. with your content mm-hmm. um, in ways that people like me are finding – the funniness of the roast, and then staying for that sort of like nutritional value <laughs> yeah. of the true meaning of feminism. So, yeah. I am curious like, firstly, I do this and I don't mean to be so like all over the place, but no, you're fine. What is your understanding of feminism? Like, how did you come to it? Well, first of all, I feel like feminism,
1: like true feminism, is intersectional in its very nature. So, it includes everyone. Right. It's not. I think feminism, like the kind that you were describing, which is true, it had a lot of male gaze attached to it. It had a lot of internalized misogyny. attached A lot of pick me shit. Yeah, it's a pick me. It's a pick me thing. And it's also that's like white feminism. Right. Mm-hmm. Because it only includes white women, white, cis, straight women. Mm-hmm. It doesn't include anybody else. So. I think like my understanding of feminism is just the equality, right? In both treatment and when it comes to like socially, socioeconomically, right? Mm-hmm. Systemically equals. That's like my understanding of feminism. Mm-hmm. Truly intersectional feminism though means to include everybody in the conversation that includes trans women, that includes black trans women, that includes disabled women, that includes women of color, that includes gay women, that includes literally all of us. So mm-hmm if you care about one thing but you don't care about another, your feminism is not intersectional. So, like, if you care about Roe v. Wade but you don't care about trans rights being stripped, your feminism isn't intersectional. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that, like, although it's a growing process, like, because, like, when I first... Was thinking about, you know, confronted with feminism or thinking about it. I've never. I can, I'm proud to say, although we've all been a pick me at one point or another I in am. our lives. I was a pick me too. We all were. It's not our fault if you're born a pick me. It is your fault if you die that way. Yeah. So it's your it's your duty. <laughs> yeah, it's your duty to unlearn it. I do think though I can proudly say I've never been one that was like I'm not someone who calls myself a feminist. I've never said that. I've never said Thankfully, that. Thankfully, no <laughs> matter even in the throes of my pick-me phase, yeah. I never said that. Thank God, right? <laughs> oh my god. And it's mostly because uh men have always rubbed me the wrong way. And it's just like and when I want to say men huh, terrible men right i always have to put an asterisk otherwise they'll be like you're grouping us all together mm-hmm. no i'm not i'm talking of the if the shoe fits wear it is mm-hmm. what i always say so
0: or if you're bald were hat
1: yeah <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know Love if your yourself. name's andrew tate i don't know i don't know oh, love yourself more oh, god, I, don't no. I don't know ask god why he made you bald um <laughs> so i think also i think a, a big part portion of my feminism came from like how i was raised so like as a someone woman, like a culture is very matriarchal. So like we hold women in very high regard. Women are like, I always say they're like the son of our family. So we all operate and orbit around them as a whole. So whatever it is they're looking for and needing, that's something that we all kind of like gravitate towards naturally. Mm. So when I go out into the real world and I see women being treated very differently, it makes me angry. I like bet. <laughs> so, like my first experiences or like I guess. The most harsh brushes with it for me were when I went to college because I moved away and I was living on my own for the first time. It's like when you get to be like a pseudo adult, when Mm -hmm. you live, go to college Mm -hmm. in another state, Mm -hmm. um, you're operating as an adult, but you're not like a fully developed
0: adult yet. Well, and like those kids that you're around don't have opinions like you do. They have. Yeah. And there's so much abuse Mm-hmm. of the young women that are in the schools. Yeah, and
1: absolutely. I, I've been compared to like a lot of times people are like, oh, Drew's like the friend that watches your drink, right? Mm-hmm. Drew's the friend that- She's the mom. Sticks out for you. Yeah, and I was. That's funny you say that because like I'm <laughs> like, were you guys there? Because I was the mom of my friend group. I did watch everybody mm-hmm. and I got in many fights <laughs> with men <laughs> who were disrespectful to either myself or someone that I care about. So I've always been like that. So- when men are like, oh, she just does this for clicks and views. I'm like, if you talk to anybody that's known me prior to this, like, yeah, it tracks, babe. Like, yeah. my behavior <laughs> has been the same since I was a child. And I think being raised with an older sister, too, like, my older sister is like a second mom to me. So, like, with her, she's always been someone who's very, like, very quiet, very, like, forgiving. She's very open not me, right? <laughs> I've been in a bad mood <laughs> since I was born. So, like, I felt like if she was ever getting taken advantage of, I'd start defending her. So, like, it, it's like a natural inclination of me to defend people. and Women, I think,
0: too, it seems like. Yeah,
1: women specifically. And mm-hmm. I think that's why, um, you know, my platform is what it is now. Yeah. Because... People can tell, like, this is really who I am, I think.
0: Yeah, and it must be easier for you to consistently create content when it is so authentic, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think so. I, I, unfortunately for me, or for all of us, I should say, my niche is, like, the most aggressive form of job security. Like unfortunately for us they're never gonna stop like Mm. it may lessen it may get you know more nuanced it may be more hidden but Mm -hmm. it's never gonna stop Mm -hmm. until we all stop like like until men like start checking each other Mm -hmm. it's never gonna stop you know why because misogynists, shocker don't listen to women like they Mm -hmm. don't take their opinions into account they don't think that they're valid in any way mm-hmm. so like they don't listen to reason Mm-mm. or logic so unless you're a unless you're a man unless like, you're you could a literally man. have a
0: man say the same thing yeah
1: next to you and yeah. then they would listen to that and they have they have i've i've had men defend me and kind of like back my messaging Mm -hmm. and the responses that they get are far different than Mm -hmm. the ones that I get when I said the exact same thing so it's like the calls coming from inside the house like Uh lie to your mom babe like you 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 hate women and you really don't like that me as like a non-white non-thin woman Mm -hmm. is telling you to go fuck yourself like that's and I'm teaching others like I told them I've like sometimes when I have critiques from men they'll say things like Oh, like, you're just um, focused on the bad. Like, you you don't have any interest in educating. Like, why don't you try teaching them? Why don't you try... I said, a full-grown man?
0: Mm-hmm. Someone who
1: pays taxes? You want me to tell him why he shouldn't hate women? Why is that my job? That's You didn't come out of my coochie, so that's not my responsibility first. But second of all, I don't care about you. And I feel like that's the part they're missing. Mm-hmm. I always say, like, there's a wild disconnect because I don't give a fuck about you. And I feel like you're missing that part. What I care about is not... Shaking you out of your bigotry. Mm -hmm. I'm waking everybody else up. I'm telling all these girls, don't listen to this shit. Mm -hmm. Like there's a million more dicks where this one came from. Mm -hmm. And one of them's gonna be worth it. (laughs) Yeah. There's gonna be a million that aren't. So I don't care about you, I care about them. Right? So I think that's
0: Yeah, it's it's that where the
1: lines get crossed. No, exactly. You're like
0: my content isn't for you. Yeah, I said that many times keep scrolling. Yeah, literally. Yeah.
1: Or block me. I mean, yeah. Whatever works.
0: <laughs> so you truly are unfazed by any negativity that you experience from men, yeah. Okay. Like
1: absolutely not. But from I,
0: women you're shooken.
1: Yeah, with with women or any other marginalized group that I feel so driven to protect it does hurt me. Mm-hmm. But that's because I feel like we're on the same side. Like especially women. I'm like, I'm fine for you, babe. Mm-hmm. Like if he doesn't give a fuck about me, what makes you think he's gonna give a fuck about you,
0: dude? Can we talk about this Adam <laughs> Levine thing real quick? Oh my god, I'd love to. Because it's happening right now. Please, let's I get would to love it. to.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Hey, We're doing like a pop culture moment. Here. <laughs> I know.
1: I never talk about pop culture, Taffy. I'm coming for your neck, bitch. Yes, we love you, Teffy. <laughs> I, love you, Teffy. I love her. I love
0: her so much.
1: I love her. Oh, we'd be a
0: trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, what do you think? Here are my thoughts. Okay.
1: So glad you asked, Christy. I'm drinking. I think that, um, let's state the obvious. Adam Levine's a piece of shit. Piece of shit. Yeah. Maroon Five, dead and gone. Bim. Horrible.
0: Horrible music. We already know. Bahati stop singing.
1: Bahati, sending you love, girl. Mm-hmm. She deserves the best. I can only imagine because she's pregnant too. So all my any sort of empathy I have goes to her and her only. Uh, nobody else involved in the equation. I do think that it does. See, this is where the white feminism thing comes into play because sometimes women will be like, why are you holding this woman who came forward like the original girl, why are you holding her to such a high standard and not him? And I feel like two things can be true at once. Like, he can be a walking, talking piece of white dog shit and she could have also made a very, very poor choice, right? Mm -hmm. Engaging in a year-long affair, that's a choice, babe. Mm -hmm. So, like, I feel like if you made that choice you got to deal with the consequences, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Does that mean that it absolves him of any responsibility? No, Mm -hmm. he is much more at fault than she is, but she's still at fault. I think sometimes there's like these nuances in situations like this, that people lack critical thinking, like the ability to understand that more than one thing can be true Mm -hmm. at the same time. So Mm -hmm. he's a piece of shit. And also if I'm not mistaken, he's cheated before. Mm -hmm. I was shocked, like, yeah, and then honestly, the worst part of this entire situation the text Mm -hmm. why is he so fucking corny like the way (laughs) the way that i the way that i would pluck out my own eyeballs on live television before i let someone see me say i need to see the booty fuck girl (laughs) shoot me in the fucking head instead i don't want to be around when you confront me with those receipts i don't want to see (laughs) them That's the worst part. That's the worst. We're not focusing on that enough. Let's look at that. No. Unpack that. Not only did you get caught in 4K, but those are the messages you're sending? That's going to be written on his tombstone. Oh, my (laughs) God. And the memes (laughs) that people are making. Oh, my God talking about that. The way that I would be laughed off the internet, I may have to throw my phone away and go live in the woods. I don't I don't want to see human interaction ever again. I oh sure, that's the worst the worst part of like the the social media craze of it all. Yeah. Obviously the worst part is that like his wife and children are being subjected to this kind of like a media attention. Yeah. But at the same time, I will say this, there are much more important things and terrible things happening in the world right now, like Iran, for example. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. things like that are much more important to me than like, I always call this, this is white people's business. Mm-hmm. Am I gonna eat popcorn and eat it up? Yes. Mm-hmm. But am I gonna make it the like focal point of all my thoughts? No, mm-hmm. because there are much more important things happening. But the text that he was sending, <gasps> oh my texts. God, girl. Oh. No. i would never be able to see Ooh, the world oh. it wasn't
0: just her there were other people that chimed in that's with what text i'm saying the receipt every bad. single one of them was so cringy they were my, the same person that's yeah, the problem it's it like you made, could tell yeah, that it was him that, you cannot mistake
1: yeah i can't believe that's the same guy who wrote she will be loved i can't believe it oh he
0: didn't probably the way <laughs> <laughs> the way i read
1: those messages and my butthole went up inside my body like <laughs> And came out my fucking throat. Like the way I spit out my own sphincter after reading those, oh my God. Oh my They're gosh. so embarrassing. Yes. They're so very embarrassing. embarrassing.
0: And, a, and, and yes, and there are a lot, of, and you made a really interesting point about how with social media and having the platform and having so many important things happening, mm-hmm. um, I've, I have noticed that you have supported certain things that are really meaningful to you. Yeah. Right? Like, mm-hmm. are there any ones that you want to mention in particular? Yeah,
1: I mean, well, Iran's one of them, right? Obviously, I've been I've been sending a lot of different, like posting a lot of different content. Obviously, I have a really, really close friend of mine who's also a creator, Sirius. Uh, Sirius is someone who's Persian Persian and non-binary, so they've been very, very vocal about the issues going on in Iran right now. Highly suggest following creators like Sirius. They have many, many, many different um, resources as well, but I feel like that's something that's very topical. I know they blocked Instagram, so it's kind of something that I feel like is important we platform because we have the ability to do so. Mm -hmm. There's also things like Roe v. Wade happening. There's Mm -hmm. also lots of anti-trans laws being passed currently. I live in Texas and I have two
0: daughters. There you go. So it's been a rough couple months.
1: Yeah I can't even imagine. So Roe v. Wade I've talked about uh, a lot obviously because I feel like it's something I had the power to do. So I've worked with Planned Parenthood as well like as a non on a nonprofit basis. So mm-hmm. I worked with them as well just to lend my platform to them so that we can like kind of get messaging out further. But there's many, many different things, like terrible things happening in the world right now that mm-hmm. are like so much more important, I think. But stuff like this Adam Levine shit, I think is a <laughs> distraction more <laughs> okay. than anything. It's something that you can pay attention to and not feel like the world is burning around you because it quite literally is. Like, we're living in a never-ending nightmare. But, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I get why, like, you flock to things like that because Mm -hmm. it's, like, a sweet release from all the terrible shit. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, it's important that we pay attention to both. You're
0: balancing your
1: content, it sounds like. So do you feel
0: like what you didn't have at NFL you have finally found in yourself, and your platform? Yeah,
1: absolutely. I think that I thought that was my purpose at the time i thought it was to like talk about sports i realize now that this is my true purpose is to do this for a living because i felt so unfulfilled when i was working there for many reasons but i also felt like if this is supposed to be my dream job like why am i so unhappy like i was so unhappy i was so depressed working there and i just thought to myself this can't be it you know what i mean like this can't be the life that I was dreaming about, like, there's just no way there has to be more. Yeah. So like when that door closed, I remember like talking with my family a lot and my mom was telling me like, this just means something even bigger is coming. Mm-hmm. And I was like, are you sure? Cause it doesn't feel like it. <laughs> cause at the time it was just like, my world was crumbling around me cause yeah. I had never had plans not go to plan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I do not deal well when my plans <laughs> don't go to plan. So, yeah. but now I know it's like sometimes I think, especially with someone like myself who's like a like steadies the course. If I'm not kicked off the path, like I'm never gonna leave it because I was so afraid of like job security. I had bill I had bills to pay. Like yeah. there were just responsibilities I was prioritizing before my own happiness mm-hmm. and my own mental health. Mm-hmm. And so I think like the universe was like, okay, if you're not gonna leave on your own, then I'm gonna make you leave. And they spartan kicked me off that hoe and now now i know it's because i never would have left and if i didn't i wouldn't be doing this so i'm gonna
0: say like you must have some sort of a relationship with your higher power yeah in a way that's like this man it always boggles me because you know i've done some dumb shit to try to get (laughs) answers in my life yeah i've gone to like psychics i've done like stupid shit and it's all been an attempt to get closer to my higher power yeah and I was running away from it rather than kind of finding it within myself. Yeah. And so it's really amazing to watch you sort of continue to manifest even from that almost like rerouting yeah for yourself. No, truly, like it was it was one of those things where it's like
1: if this isn't rock bottom, I don't know if I'm going to make it. Like that's mm-hmm. like what I was thinking like if this isn't the bottom fuck, I don't know what I'm going to do if it it gets any lower than that. Because, like, that's that's what I was thinking to myself at the time. Mm -hmm. Um, Just because, like, I had no idea what I was going to do. And I didn't know, obviously, at the time, we didn't know the pandemic was going to happen at the time. So I had no semblance of what to do. And I remember uh, when I left my job at the NFL, or was forced to leave, um, (laughs) I was supposed to go to New York for the first time ever with my boyfriend for, like, a trip. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to my mom, and my mom was telling me, like, I mean, if you want to, if you can make it work, go, you know what I mean? But I was like, I was stressed about money. I was like, well, I don't know if I should be spending that kind of money. I just lost my job. Like, And she's like, if you don't feel good about it, don't go, right? And I said, okay, literally that week is when the pandemic hit. If I had been in New York, I would have been stuck there. Like, if I had had went to New York, I would have been in, like, lockdown. You know how they were the first state to lockdown? I would have been stuck in New York and, like, been there for, like, months. Who knows how long? Yeah. So I truly, like, I am so convicted in this. Nothing happens to me by accident. Like, everything happens to me for a very specific reason. Even if I really don't like the reason at the time. (laughs) Like, it's always going to work itself out in the end.
0: So However. where are we? So where are we now? Because I know you're super busy and you've got yeah. all these things. We we mentioned that the podcast with your sister is going to yeah. be on tour in January. Yes. And can we start listening to it now?
1: Yes, absolutely. It's available to stream everywhere. You can also watch episodes like that we filmed, obviously, mm-hmm. on our YouTube channel, which is Two Idiot Girls also. And my show is doing great. We're in the middle of season two. The Very comment fun. section. The comment section. Which, I love it. Thank you. It's a gorgeous, gorgeous show. Thank you so and you much. You the best guests. I, I'm trying. I'm trying. It's hard. And yeah, yeah. And you. I mean, you know. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm like, thank <laughs> you for
0: being here. It's yeah. hard.
1: And you can stream that on all platforms, and also watch it on the Pastor Red Time YouTube channel oh, on fun. YouTube. And then I also have clothing coming out soon. Ooh, which
0: well, is first very of all, exciting. this t shirt. Yeah. I want this t shirt okay, so much. I'll badly. make sure to send you okay, one. Okay, please. Thank okay. you. Yeah. I'm going to rock that shit. <laughs> I'm going to rock it all the time. I'm so glad. Yeah. Yes. I
1: have very exciting clothing coming out, maybe with my friends at Change. So, Ooh, and Change. I love Change. Yeah, it's with Change. So, Change was one of the first companies to ever uh like reach out to me Mm -hmm. and like work with me Mm -hmm. and they were also the one of the first I think if not the first company to let me kind of do whatever I wanted Mm -hmm. like (laughs) Mm -hmm. they uh when they we initially worked together we did like try on hauls which was great but it wasn't my typical content Mm -hmm. and after that they were like oh just like we'll send you a shirt that reminds that was the women don't owe you shit shirt which Mm -hmm. like I think a lot of times people think is my merch. It's not. It's changes. Mm-hmm. But they associate that shirt so heavily with me because it's so on brand mm-hmm. for me. So mm-hmm. they sent that shirt to me. I filmed my very first video with them in that. They let me film it however I wanted, which means I could cuss, which was nice. <laughs> and uh, that They video... need to let us
0: cuss more. <laughs>
1: in brand deals. Brand
0: deals <laughs> yeah. need to let us do our thing more. Yeah. Because recently, like, I do a lot of brand deals. And mm-hmm. and it is so m- vanilla sometimes. Yeah, it's hard. And it's like. You are You need to let us do what's going to work for us. Don't ask yeah. questions. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Let yeah. us do it. They
1: were the first one to really, like, let me kind of take the wheel. Mm-hmm. Um, and it did remarkably well. I sold out that shirt immediately. That was, I think, See? very soon after I hit a million. And then... I've just been working with them for the last, like, year, and it's been so amazing. So, like, this is real full circle for me, but that's all I can say about the clothing
0: Okay. for now. Right, <laughs> and then, okay, so then those are all amazing things. Yes. And uh, I'm just really happy that you were able to come today because – Me too. You know, I it's hard to talk to certain people that don't want to open up and don't have necessarily a point of view – That they've been able to really kind of reconcile with. And like, I find that like people that I've met on TikTok, that is not the case. Yeah. It's always such an amazing relationship that I've had, even if like I'm meeting you for the first time in person. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like I can support you so much just by launching my app. And like, the love is real. Yeah. And I know the love is real. Coming from you too. Yeah. And it's it's a beautiful thing. It really is. I mean, we can shit on TikTok with some <laughs> of their policies and some of their community guidelines. Whatever it is, it is. Yeah. But the, the the community on there, it is there. Yeah. And I think we all have to support Drew because she's doing big things. Thanks. And also just in general, like you're gonna be hosting shit. Like you're gonna have <laughs> your own let's what are we manifesting for yeah. Drew? Oh yeah, we're manifesting. Come on, we, let's we do this. stay
1: manifesting, girl. Okay. I think I wanna I'm definitely manifesting some kind of like talk show in the future or some kind of show show like yeah. one that's like on tv would be like a dream or just regular tv show i hear james corden is gone hit me up if you want me to take his spot You're i could very easy i can't sing but i will for sure talk in a british accent if that's what it takes she does a good british accent i know i know it <laughs> so i i think like a show any sort of like I definitely want to move into more, like, traditional forms of media, like, acting and stuff. I think it would be really cool. Has
0: anyone approached you? Because I feel like you're on the level of, like... You know, all the people that are here, the yeah. Addison Rays and like all that stuff, the, the I don't everybody know about that. Well, but like numbers aside, yeah. like you being you is important. And so yeah. do people come to you and are like, Hey, let's collab, hey, let's do a short film? Like, what is that like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've had I've had several meetings with uh different people about like when it comes to more traditional forms of media. So yeah. like I've met with some people about a TV show, which is really cool, and I've met with people in other arenas, like uh, publishing and all that kind of stuff, so I right. definitely, I'm definitely sampling all of them and seeing. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't, maybe another time. But like, i feel you. I'm so like, you feel
0: like you're in control, though?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Good. I, my, I've. Also, like, I'd be remiss if I didn't say, like, I have the best team in the world. Like, Aww. my agent, my manager, my PR team, Monica's here. Shout out Monica. Shout hey. out Helio, Marissa, <laughs> and Ashley, love y'all. Um, And Phil and Alex, my manager and my uh, agent. I think if you, sometimes I get asked, like, I'm sure you get asked this too, especially since you're, like, a traditional, like, actor, and then mm-hmm. you're also now a social media person. But people ask all the time, like, what do I do if I want to start doing this? Like, if I want to start doing content creation, if I want to get into acting, whatever, obviously I can only speak to social media, but I consistently tell people like one to know that this is for sure what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Cause it is hard. <laughs> it is heavy, babe. Like, uh, social media, it, it never stops. Never like stops. Is the thing. is like, you are constantly working, but also you're yeah. constantly being watched. And that's another thing that, you know, it's not for everyone. People so. notice you, though. Oh, Monica yeah. Monica
0: was telling me she can't go anywhere with you. Yeah,
1: it sounds so fucking influencer-y, but, like, yeah, I do get recognized on
0: the street. influencer would be if you were at Hollywood and Highland doing yeah. man stuff. Like, <laughs> yeah. no hate on that. Yeah. But, like, that would be that, you know? Yeah. Living I, I a, think, yeah,
1: it's like, it. well, that's one thing. Like, the, pri- the privacy thing is one. Um, well, I people- got to imagine
0: that you get death threats, dude.
1: Oh, yeah, all the time.
0: <laughs> that's <on>. fucking <laughs> terrifying. Come on, Chrissy, so all scared. the time,
1: yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sometimes I'll talk to other creators and they're like, I don't know how you do it, man. Like the kind of hate that I get and the amount of hate that I get is, um, violent and it is consistent. (laughs) So yeah, it's just, it's something that comes with the territory. But Mm -hmm. when I experience things like that, I always think about the testimonies I've heard in person from the, from people or even online. Like I get thousands of messages every day, comments, everything you could think of and then i've met people in person who have told me like i just want to tell you like i left my abusive husband or my abusive boyfriend of like five years because i've been watching your stuff and i realize now that i don't want to live a life like that and i've heard that story multiple times from many different women of all different ages i i spoke to a woman once that was in her 50s and she told me she just left her husband because she's been watching me and I spoke to someone in Mexico when I was on vacation who told me she wore a bathing suit for the first time because she's been watching me. Like, stuff like that makes me emotional, but it also keeps me going. Like, mm. I, I hold on to that so dearly when I feel like I don't want to do it anymore because it gets mm-hmm. to a point where you're like, man, I don't know if I want to keep doing this. Like, <laughs> yeah. Again, I Because it just a-
0: doesn't stop, is why. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah, I might
1: r- right. have to run into the woods with Adam Levine. Right? So <laughs> no! I, might, I might have to end up going
0: there Don't with him. go anywhere near <laughs> him. He needs to be on his own I mean, island. he'll be in his
1: own woods. I'll be in a different one. But like, <laughs> I might have to run off into the sunset and never come back. But like, that's just because it, it gets overwhelming. Mm-hmm. But then I, I think about stuff like that, and it inspires me, and it moves me. And it makes me want to keep going. And it it's, like, just so much bigger than me at this point. Mm-hmm. So I, I hold on to stuff like that, like, so dearly when I, like, feel overwhelmed or, like, stressed or, like, like it's just a heavy weight to carry. Like, the kind of content I make is heavy. Mm-hmm. It's a heavy load to carry, so...
0: But I think we all know that, that it is heavy for you. And I feel like the engagement that you're getting is us showing up for you so that you know your message is being received. I feel like your type of engagement... Is priceless for yeah. these brands that might come out, or these TV shows that. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean this with all all of my heart when I say, yeah. like, you are the best version of an influencer. Oh,
1: thank you. That's really
0: sweet. So you I take really that with that. you, I and will. you keep going.
1: Okay, from Kim Possible herself. You know, I'm take it. I'm gonna take it. Anything is possible, Drew. <laughs> I love. So. Thank you so much. I really do appreciate that. And I think that people like you who have been able to like last this long, girl. I, Tip my hat. Shit. I know that no I mean like <laughs> the fact that you've been in this industry for this long and you are still thriving bitch I tip my hat to you because like it's hard man I haven't yeah. even been doing it like a year now I think yeah now I'm like a year and some change.
0: Yeah. Holy
1: shit! It's been like it feels like it's been ten years since last year. Well, so.
0: keep your family close. Yeah. Your instincts are right. The way that you were raised, the the things in your culture that matter to you, don't yeah. displace those from your journey. Yeah. Always listen to them because they obviously love you and and uh, and you know make money not a part of why you're making your decisions. And I think that yeah. you probably would have a that longevity that you're. That's awesome. you're gonna have it and I'm here for you if you never need anything I love you
1: I love you too thank you so much for having me (laughs) this is awesome
0: yay (laughs) now let's make a TikTok love okay Vulnerable is hosted by me Christy Carlson Romano produced by Elizabeth Joy Windham and executive produced by Brendan Rooney our sound engineer and editor is Elizabeth Joy Windham and our video editor is Eduardo Gamba. Follow Vulnerable wherever you listen to podcasts so you can join me every week for a vulnerable conversation. And be sure to follow Vulnerable on Instagram and TikTok at The Vulnerable Podcast. And make sure to tune in to my YouTube to watch the video version.